Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs, and I'm your host, Victoria Warfel. Maybe you've seen them around or heard the term, but what exactly is a service dog? And that's the question we're going to answer today during our podcast. So a service dog may be known as an assistance dog. Uh, the terms are interchangeable. I personally just like to use the term service dog. So that's how I refer them and that's how you're going to hear me refer to them. Uh, other people might call them working dogs or dogs with a job. But a lot of dogs have jobs and not all dogs with jobs are service dogs. So I usually don't use that term uh, that he's a working dog or he's a dog with a job. I usually say he's a service dog. And what does a service dog do? A service dog helps their disabled handler. Uh, And there's a bunch of things that a service dog can do. They can guide around a person who is hard of seeing right? They can help a person who's hard of hearing. Uh, They can help a person who has a mobility issue. Uh, They can help people with medical issues. And they can help people with um, psychiatric issues as well. And I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, These are the main ones, but there's service dogs for all sorts of things. And there's a difference between pet dogs therapy dogs, emotional support dogs, and service dogs. So we're going to talk about those and dive in a little bit and see a little bit about each one of those. So pet dogs probably are what you're most familiar with whenever it comes to dogs. And a pet dog is your pet, who is also a dog. Uh, They could be trained or not trained. Uh, They could be friendly or not friendly. Uh, It all depends on the dog and what you've done with the dog. Maybe your dog's trained to do some tricks. Um, Maybe your dog is high-level trained, competition obedience stuff. Um, Maybe your dog hates everybody and growls at the mailman whenever he comes and drops off your mail every day. But that's pet dogs. Now, pet dogs are welcome in any place where pets are allowed, providing your pet has good manners. So some stores are pet-friendly. Some restaurants are pet-friendly. Not all of them. About some of them. And if you don't know, it's always good to call them up or ask whenever you don't have your dog there before you bring your dog there if they're dog friendly. Uh, the next one that we're going to look at is therapy dogs. Now, therapy dogs go and they bring love and joy and smiles to people who don't happen to have their dogs with them. So these might be people in hospitals or nursing homes. It might be schools. It might be the library for uh, learn to read programs or the courthouse is starting to use them for whenever children have to testify on the stands. So main purpose of therapy dogs is to bring love and joy and comfort to people who don't have their dogs with them. There is training that is involved with it. Your dog has to get used to uh, being out in public, to the different medical equipment that's going to be around. Uh, One of the necessities to have a therapy dog is your dog must love people. Absolutely love people. Now, this does not mean that your dog should jump all over and knock people over with kisses. That's actually the opposite because if you're visiting, for example, an older person, who can't be knocked over, your dog cannot knock them over. 
So your dog has to be polite and well-mannered, enjoy getting pets, enjoy the attention, and maybe know some tricks to break the ice and to show off and to bring a smile to people's day. Uh, after the training with that, well, you do have to ask yourself who your dog likes to visit the most. Does your dog like to visit the, the younger crowd or the older generation? Is your dog comfortable in hospitals or nursing homes? Or would your dog prefer going to a library and dealing with children and, and having the kids read to them? Or going to schools maybe and doing dog safety demonstrations? Uh, we've done those for years with all my different dogs, Whenever, especially when Luke was in elementary school. Uh, there is testing that your dog will undergo uh, because we also recommend for therapy dogs that you join one of the therapy dog associations. And that will either register or certify your dog as a therapy dog. Um, a lot of them provide patches or a vest or a bandana or a leash for your dog to wear whenever they go out. And they have rules on all different things regarding therapy dogs and the outings. It's super fun if you have a dog who really enjoys people. Next, we have emotional support animals, otherwise known as ESAs. And ESAs are animals and they can be different species, not just dogs. I usually refer to them as emotional support dogs, whatever I say it, not emotional support animals, but I do use the term ESA. So it can be a little bit confusing, but know that it's the same thing. I'm just going to re talk regarding the, the dog part of it. So for emotional support dogs, um, they do not currently need any specialized training, which is difficult because an emotional support animal has two things that they can do. They can live in non-pet friendly housing and they can fly with you if it would help whenever you fly to have a dog with you. Now, since these dogs have no minimum guidelines on behavior, yet they can go into an airport and onto a small airplane, that poses a conflict of interest and a conflict of statement. So what I'm saying is a dog who, has, who can go on an airplane, go into an airport, who can live in non-pet friendly housing means that that dog's probably going to be the only dog at that housing complex or in that house, um, in that community. You need to have certain standards for that. So we do open up our service dog training program to emotional support animals because they need the training as well. And we always encourage emotional support animals to get trained as high a level as they can. And in fact, if they can get some task training, if they can get their public access training, and they have that high level of obedience, they might be able to move from being an emotional support animal to being a service dog, which is pretty neat. Now currently, to have an emotional support dog, you need a letter from your doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist saying that you would benefit from having an emotional support dog. And then you cannot take your emotional support or your therapy or your pet into places where dogs are not permitted. For example, the grocery store or the mall or Disney World, one of my favorite places to go with the service dogs. Uh, they will not allow your pet dog there. Well, Disney into the parks. They do have some hotels that are dog friendly now, pet dog friendly. 
but they they will not allow. So say you want to go to a grocery store with your emotional support, your therapy dog or your pet dog, your dog is not allowed in there. And you cannot say, well, he's an emotional support dog, therefore he's allowed in um, because he cannot. That's not what emotional support dog, that's not accessibility that they are given. And then number four, which is the big one with this episode, is service dogs. So service dogs are task trained to mitigate their owner's disability. So we're going to break that down for you. They are task trained, meaning that they have a task that they can perform, which mitigates or helps their owner's disability. Uh, For example, if you are diabetic and your dog does diabetic alert, that would mitigate your disability. And then your dog is your service dog. Now say you have your service dog who's a diabetic alert dog and you can't keep your dog anymore for whatever reason. So you give your dog to your friend. Now your friend is not diabetic. Your friend is able-bodied and healthy. Your friend, that dog is not a service dog for your friend. So the dog is only a service dog if he's with the person who he can benefit. Uh, So being with somebody who is not diabetic the dog no longer can go with them to the grocery stores. Um, now, if your, dog, if your dog is being watched, maybe you're, you're going someplace and you can't have your dog, you know, you're going in for surgery and your friend has your dog for a few days, that's a different story. Um, but just to let you know, it is based on the owner's disability. Uh, so if you're, go back to the diabetic alert sample example, Uh, Your dog's a diabetic alert dog. Well, you also taught your dog to turn on and off the lights because it's very convenient to have your dog turn on and off the lights. That's fine. You can have your dog taught extra tasks, but they have to be taught their mitigating your disability tasks first because that's what makes them a service dog. And like I said, service dogs help people, help their disabled handlers. And what all can they do? (laughs) The question is more what can't they do? Service dogs can do so much for people. Uh, And you'll see them in all walks of life. You'll see them in all locations and they do all sorts of things. So what is a service dog? A service dog is somebody with a disability And only somebody with a disability can have a service dog because they mitigate that disability. And what a service dog is, is that person's lifeline to independence. I hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast, Service Dog Question and Answers with Dream Dogs. And this being our very first episode, What is a Service Dog? My name is Victoria Warfel, and I am with Dream Dogs, located in sunny Central Florida. Our website is dreamk9.com, and we have a service dog training program where we exclusively work with owner trainers and help them get their dog trained up to be that service dog that they will rely on every single day. It's an amazing program offered three different ways, online, online with personal training and group classes and meetups, and then online with personal training, group classes and meetups, and our five-week intensive immersion boot camp here at the ranch in sunny central Florida. For more information, the website is dreamk9.com, and I'll see you next time with another service dog Q&A.